0: Hey, Jay. How's it going, man?
1: Hey, Sean. Glad to be back with you. It's good to be here. Um, Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Uh, This is a hot topic, so I've seen some of your coverage. I've been enjoying your takes.
0: Thanks. Really appreciate you joining us. I think Charlie Robinson is going to jump on as well, but while we're waiting for him, do you want to just tell the viewers a little bit about you and where they can find you? Yeah, um, I do
1: a lot of similar podcasting to stuff that you talk about i talk about uh, true crime um i've been doing some podcasts with your friend uh sammy the bully you might have heard I of up? <laughs> <laughs> the underboss um yeah so uh, uh i cover uh, geopolitical topics history uh, i did a long discussion yesterday on uh, the history of the galen organization and the western intelligence agencies how they've tied in with a lot of the uh, networks that they claim to be opposed to, uh, people can probably figure figure out what I'm talking about. But uh, we do a lot of movie analysis. We do uh, uh, breakdowns of books, history, philosophy, literature. And uh, you can find me over at Jay's Analysis and
0: over at my channel, uh, Jay Dyer. And here's Charlie Robinson. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit again, Charlie?
2: Sure. I'm the host of the Macroaggressions podcast, now available on Rumble. (laughs)
0: Uh, and author of several books,
2: including The Octopus of Global Control and The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so as promised, viewers, we are going to be covering the Russell Brand case with Jay and Charlie, and I'd like to just start off saying, you know, in the beginning when this case broke, it was all these, the R word and all this stuff, all these allegations, the accusers, and it looked like it was going to go from being a case of him maybe getting charged criminally and it going to court and the news reporting on that. But then all of a sudden, we've got Dane Caroline Dimage sending letters to various social media platforms saying, are you going to jump on demonetize him like YouTube have done? And then when Rumble hit back specifically, then the UK government threatening to use Ofcom to block Rumble from the UK and even arrest the proprietors if they step on UK soil. So when I first said something smells fishy here and there's a bigger picture, people were criticizing me, standing up for this guy who's committed the R word, etc. But hasn't the actions of the British government and the threats to rumble and now the threats to Ofcom, haven't they outed themselves that there is a big picture here and I'll start with Jay.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, my first thought was, if you go back maybe 10 years ago, uh, my buddy Patrick Henningsen and I, we were doing a lot of articles at that time about the idea of trial by media, that what big tech wanted to do in the near future was to be able to basically bypass the legal protections that everybody has for their speech and have basically just just whatever the mob and the media say be your trial and your conviction guilty uh, until proven guilty, right? And so in that regard, I think that this just bears out that 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 trend. Uh, It reminds me, too, of the Johnny Depp case, because in that situation, I think the expectation was that Johnny Depp was going to be you know, he would lose that case. Amber Heard would be vindicated because we all know you got to believe all women. Uh, Women are always truth tellers. They never make up stories. They never lie and that didn't go the way everybody expected so i think there's there's beginning to be a trend where people are, are kind of realizing hey maybe we shouldn't believe all women maybe women can lie too uh, i'm not saying that in the case of the russell brand situation we don't know these are these are old allegations from a long time ago we had originally a news outlet that was doing an investigation there hadn't been uh, complaints to the police yet which i think was really suspicious in my opinion but like i like you're saying my first thought was, well, but he hasn't actually been in a court case yet. So this was exactly the attempt to bypass, you know, the normal legal means of how you would go about convicting somebody. And that proves the point that we've been making, right? And then in response, everybody is like, oh, why are you trying to defend a rapist? You must love, no, 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 it's not like that at all. It's like, I want to protect my own speech down the road. Everybody else's speech, right?
0: Yep, Charlie.
2: Well, he's, he's getting the treatment. You know, this is what you get when you, when you talk about the, you know, we, 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 I think we talked about this last week. You want to talk about Bigfoot? You want to talk about interdimensional aliens? You want to talk about, um, Elvis eating ding-dongs at a grocery store all day long, all day long. There's no problems with misinformation, disinformation, or any of that stuff. But the minute you start talking about the truth, the actual truth, the real truth, oh, then all of a sudden, we've got to drag up allegations from 20 years ago. We've got to throw this back in your face. This is what they do, not because he's guilt. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe he's the most, maybe this is part of some elaborate scheme that he's devised 20 years in the making to protect himself, as I have heard suggested, which is preposterous, right? Or maybe the powers that be don't appreciate an articulate, very reasonable, very logical guy with a massive platform talking about the things that they're doing that they don't want you to know about. Have we considered that? Right? So again, look at Julian Assange, different sort of case, but they threw the R word at him. No evidence. It doesn't matter if there's evidence. It doesn't matter. It is a it is a show trial for your integrity. It is it is your your you are put on trial and tried in the court of public opinion. And as as Jay said, guilty until found guilty. Right. It doesn't even matter if if they get to the end if there is some sort of trial, which there won't be. But if there were some trial and he were found not guilty. In a Johnny Depp sort of way. Or 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 it was it came out that the that the story was completely different than what had been reported. Where will there be any apologies from the media? No. Will there be any uh, it'll just be on to the next if they you know it maybe mistakes were made, as Rumsfeld would say. Maybe. More than likely, they won't even say that. They'll just be on to the next thing as they destroy. But this is this is exactly what happens. When you talk about the things that they don't want you to talk about. They will try to, if they can't, if they can't shut you up by proving that you're lying about those things, i.e., the the what's going on in big pharma, what's going on with the banking system, what's going on in our government, what's going on in Ukraine. If they can't prove that you're lying about those things, because he's not, then they just discredit you. They just try to tarnish your reputation. It's this is not even a very complicated playbook, but when it happens. The general public act like goldfish, like like this is the first time they've ever considered that this might, oh, how dare you? You think they would drag this out? They're talking about, these are serious allegations. They would never make that up. Really? They wouldn't make that up? Can I show you a dozen examples where they've made it up in the past? I mean, how many times do you need to see this? But the public is so demoralized. I'm working on an episode. Uh, about Yuri Bezmenov talking about demoralization. And part of it comes into play with regard to the media where they, where they build up false heroes and then they destroy them. And part of this is to take your soul and say, I can't even believe anything anymore, man. I don't know what's going on. I used to think Russell Brand was cool. I used to think he was nice. He was in Get Him to the Greek. He was fantastic in that movie. I saw his stand-up. I saw his stand-up live in Las Vegas. You mean to tell me that, oh, well, what am I going to – I can't believe anything anymore. If Russell Brand is a bad guy who's doing all this stuff, then there's no hope for anybody. Gotcha, right? This is all part of a much bigger plan.
0: Yeah, when the Assange thing happened and I stood up for him – my girlfriend was mad at me, my sister was mad at me, my parents were mad at me. It was like I was challenging women's rights and siding with an R word person. And that all got dropped in 2019 and it's proven it's been BS. So there's so many parallels with Assange here. And Jay, I wanna ask you, what is an intelligence agency operation, a moral outrage campaign? What, what's that about? Yeah, that's a great question. I think if you look back to *Mockingbird*,
1: uh, I've been diving into that pretty deep lately. There's a good book by Wilson on called *The Mighty Wurlitzer. and this was how the CIA really controlled the media during the Cold War period. the The argument from their side was, well, we've got to control the narrative and 400 plus journalists throughout the world, or else the Soviets, the Communists, can take over the airwaves and you know they'll they'll influence everybody with their disinformation. And that included not just bribing, but it also, in some cases, included blackmailing people in the media. So that the control of the media throughout that period was extensive, and it was everything you could think of. It was, you know, can we just buy this journalist off or this media person or this TV presenter? Could we um, just play on their patriotism and get them to do it out of uh, pure, you know, jingoism? Can we get them to? Uh, and if they wouldn't go along, the threats could get more extensive. Like, well, you remember that girl that you slept with, you know, two, three years ago that your, you know, your wife doesn't know about. So, they're very adept at looking into the past of a person to figure out when there might have been an indiscretion, some indiscrepancy, or some indecency, and they will actually approach people in people's past. And, and get them to go along with it. So, I don't know if that's the case here, but it is, it, it does have all those same similarities. Uh, it also makes me think of the Kavanaugh situation when, when Trump suggested Kavanaugh be appointed, immediately women come forward saying, oh, back in college, I was raped. Of course, that uh, turned out to be bogus. Those were bogus claims. Assange, great example. Um, and this is just a, you know, this is a repeated pattern. Also in the case of, uh, you know, Alex, when Alex was, I think they would they probably tried to go this route with Alex, but they found other means, other court, other situations of events uh, to go after him. Um, they tried this recently with uh, with Trump, as we know, with the lady who said, oh, 20 years ago, I was accosted in a, uh, a dressing room and nobody saw it. But but uh, trust me, it happened. And by the way, uh, R A P E is really hot and women all love it. That kind of discredited her when she said that. So. So, again, what we do, we find is the pattern of, of this very suspicious, very reminiscent of the whole, um, I don't want to use these terms on on YouTube, but you know what I mean, where we have previous people who came out famously in the news and had big trials, and their whole operation, as everybody knows, was about blackmailing powerful people. Uh, Jeff Stein, uh, McEffrey you might figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> Those kinds of operations, right, are blackmail operations very similar to what we see in the, the the pedigree of a lot of the intelligence agencies and connected people so it's not i'm not saying that for sure that's what happened with russell brand we don't know but i think it, it's very suspicious and that's definitely a pattern that the, the power structure uses
0: so charlie when dame caroline dinage wrote this letter to rumble um, did you read rumble's response and what are your thoughts i did read rumble's response and then i immediately signed up on rumble
2: um <laughs> Look, this is dirty tricks. This, This is how you do it. This is nice flower shop you have there. It'd be a shame if something bad happened to it. This is what Elon Musk got the treatment. This is what the ADL does. This is what the Center for Countering Digital Hate does. This is, hey, we can't make you shut up but what we can do is we can go after your revenue streams that will that and then they will make it so hard on you that you either have to comply or you have to find new sponsors or you have to deal with you have to put out all these fires whatever it is we're going to keep you busy doing anything other than running your platform you want to give a, a home to somebody like russell brand then we're going to make sure that we reach out to the all of the sponsors and 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 say you know ha, you you sure you want to advertise on a platform that would that would house somebody as as awful as Russell Brands like oh really did did he have a trial did i miss the trial i didn't see the trial did are we was he when was i didn't see him get arrested Was, what was he charged with again oh nothing so you want me to throw this guy off that i have a legal contract with who's doing really well for my company? you want me to throw him off because you don't like what he's saying In another country, and then you're going to threaten me with the with the with the Ofcom stuff. You're going to threaten me to to pull my charter. You're going to threaten to to go after my sponsors. Boy, if I didn't know any better, this sounds like what the mafia does. So who are we talking? So who's the good guy here? Who who are the bad guys here again? I I mean, I know we're talking about Russell Brand, this rapist guy, but you guys are extorting people. You guys are threatening to destroy their business operation unless they get on board with your. So again, who, who's, who's, who are we supposed to feel is, is the good guy in the back? I tell you what, if, if you were undecided on, 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 on whether Russell Brand was legit or not, I mean, they don't go after nobody's, right? They don't go after you if you're, if you're, if you're talking about nonsense, they go after you when you start to make it very difficult for them. And of course you could you could almost kind of feel this coming. You you know, maybe not in the same that you look at, you look for something in a guy's past, right. That, that would make sense, right? I'm not saying that he did it, but it could make sense, right? He's a good looking guy. He's around a lot of women. Maybe he treated some of them poorly. All we have to do is find a couple that he treated poorly, or maybe they envisioned that this relationship was different in their heads than it was in his or whatever. And 20 years ago, and you know, I don't remember all the details doesn't really matter. All you have to do is have enough noise surrounding it. That's good enough these days. And, and and the general public doesn't dig in. The general public's not like, give me the court transcripts. I want to go, I want to peruse this. I want to look through what he's... They have five seconds to make a vision on how they, and the media knows this. And they know that this is psychological warfare. So, so, so um, not surprised.
0: I think the NWO is not zapping Charlie as we speak. ...anything, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> charlie's frozen sorry all right let, let, let's go over to jay while uh, we see if charlie stabilizes um so what i was going to say next was viewers we've got charlie robinson and jay dyer live if you've got any questions wherever you are watching this in the world facebook twitter youtube put them in the chat we will see them i'll put some on the screen now since we last spoke jay russell he came and started doing videos again and i was wondering i was thinking you know With this going on, I imagine his wife probably took him to one side and said, ''Look Russell, if you keep going like this, perhaps this is a shot across the bow, you could end up like Julian Assange. You've got two kids, you've got another one on the way, maybe you should chill out.'' But he came back blasting, he's obviously got big cojones, right away, straight into the military industrial complex, straight into Big Pharma, All of the people that he thinks are conspiring against him, letting them know he's not backing down. He's going to take it to the next level. Do you think this is a kamikaze move and he could end up like Assange? Because if they're not going to shut him up with what's happened already, they will step it up. Or do you think it's essential that he did do this because he's in a battle for his life, for his reputation right now?
1: i've been lo- loving russell's content the last couple of years because he's calling out the big he's calling out bill gates he's calling out carl schwab okay <laughs> waking <laughs> ones <laughs> uh and i'm doing that because i like uh russell Brand. i'm not i'm not a hater <laughs> but uh no i think he went right to the heart of the power structure and exactly who's pulling the strings and exactly who uh is causing a lot of problems for the world and I think also one reason that he's a big deal for the establishment is that he appeals to the left and a lot of the left saw him as a figure that was their darling, you know, 10 years ago. And so he's able to have that wedge to speak to a large uh, sector of the population that nobody else except him might be able to reach at that level. And so because he's got so many millions of followers, I think he's he was really damaging to to the establishment. And then everybody wants to immediately debate people's motives. Well, But what if he did do bad stuff in the past? Well, that doesn't mean he has bad motives right now. He could have good motives now. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't do something bad in the past. The fact of the matter is, just like Elon Musk, people that begin to do things that damage the establishment, regardless of their motives, they have to be controlled. They have to be reeled back in. They have to be put back on the plantation, so to speak. Um, So I think that his move here was smart because if he back down he knows that the people that he's dealing with you can't placate these people right these are people that are they're not going to be like okay you back down we'll let you go back to having your free speech on rumble and wherever no no the the system never back they just always double down triple down quadruple down and so i think he knows that you have to just go full bore you might as well yourself double down because that probably is the best move with who you're dealing with
0: all right, so I'll give this question from Patricia Burns to Charlie then. So she's curious about the timeline. You know, why Russell Brand now versus Jimmy Savile? It didn't come out about Savile until after he had died. Well, Savile played ball.
2: <laughs> and, 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 and Russell Brand doesn't. So, yeah, you, you can't... Um, you know, J- Jimmy Savile was, was always... Uh, he was knighted right? So he's, he's on team, team bad guy forever. And, and they didn't have to worry about him. Russell Brand, they, they have to take him out now because he's too much of a threat to, um, to the establishment. And, and, and to, to piggyback off what Jay said, there's two strategies when it comes to the, having all this information in your head about the, the, the status quo, the, the, the people in power, you either say nothing about it forever or you say everything about it. But if you tease it a little bit, if you say, I have information and I may put it out, that's when you wind up in a whole lot of trouble. So for Russell Brand right now, it's war. He ha- There is only one strategy, and that is to double down, to tell everything, to call everybody out and put so much pressure on them. <laughs> because if you half-ass this, they'll kill you. Straight up. They will make sure that you never get a chance to say it. But once you say everything and it's out there, then there's not a whole lot they can do. Then if they kill you, you're a martyr. So again, and I'm not trying to say that they, that they're going to take it to that level with him, but they have in the past with people and they very well could. So if you're for a strategy moving forward and you wonder about like the timing of it all, like, when do I say this? You say it immediately. You say everything. I start, I if I would start naming names, I would go nuclear on this because at that point, you've at least got a chance. But if you go sort of, oh, I hope they call off the dogs. They're not going to call off the dogs. The dogs are out for a reason. So you, you have to fight fire with fire in this case. And, and, and I think that if he, if he, you know, or they bring in harley Pasternak, right and they send you they send you to cedar sinai and they scramble your brain like kanye and then they put you back out there and 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 you and then you nod along and say yes yes i love the umpire i love the umpire so you don't have many many choices here his only way out is through and in my opinion
0: anything to add to that jay before the next question no i, I completely agree i think
1: yeah charlie's on point with that. I mean, what else can you do if if you try to these people, when they smell blood, I mean, they don't stop. So you can't like, okay, I'll back down. Then they'll just they're going to continue to ruin you because why would, why would they let you go back when you're still the possible threat that you might revert back to your, your anti-establishment stance? So they're going to, they're going to have to, you know, try to destroy him or Russell will come out victorious
0: so we had a media lawyer on last week he actually had represented philip schofield and his insight was such we asked him what the worst case scenario for russell was and he said he's looking at criminal charges and possible prison sentences in at least two jurisdictions the uk and california and the next question is from kanzi artist who is wondering whether we think russell will be jailed so go for that jay
1: yeah. It's, I mean, it remains to be seen. Uh, uh, again, that's, that's the whole question is to what degree there is legitimacy to the accusations. And, you know, I think you just said at the beginning of the show, right, that it's just recently transpired that there will be apparently police involvement now. So that's pretty recent news, I guess. Um, So it just remains to be seen. I don't know, I have no idea what, I mean, you know, he has been pretty open about his past. So we know he had a a period where he says he was very promiscuous and, you know, who knows what that involves. Uh, So that probably made it easier for the establishment to, you know, try to find somebody who was a disgruntled lover, like Charlie said. Um, But it just remains to be seen, I have no idea.
0: The crazy thing is they were paying him to behave like that. Channel 4, BBC were paying him to behave like that. And now they're using the very thing they were paying for against him. Charlie, do you think he will be jailed?
2: If the show requires it, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it it's not like there's going to be real evidence, right? That this is all going to be, you know, an email, a, a, a voicemail, something taken totally out of context. I... I, I anything is possible at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's not because there's actually a case here. We've watched plenty of cases where, where, where it doesn't, it doesn't require a ton of evidence to get, to get these people um, into a courtroom. They can, they can just as easily pay somebody to lie on the stand as they can to lie to the media, that there's no, there's no barrier. These people won't cross. If it is important to them that he goes away for a long, long time and be made to look and to, and to discredit him however they can. If they can't, if they can't accurately or, or adequately do it through their, their current media assassination tour, would they actually lock him up for sure if they could? And I, and I suspect that at some point they may try. So this is why I th- I think that you've got a fire. You've got to, you've got a fire now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to fight this media, you know, you're going to f- defend your, your reputation against the, against the, I mean, look, look, the good news for him is that fewer and fewer people trust the media and more and more people look at this and they go, this looks really fishy. Like you guys just gave him, sh- you gave him a show. You guys paraded him out. He was one of yours at the time when all this was happening. So if you knew he was like this, and this is the worst thing in the world to be like this, then why'd you guys employ him? Why'd you guys promote him? Why'd you give him movies? Why'd you give him comedy specials? Why'd you do all these things? If he's such a bad guy and everybody knew he was a bad guy, why did you keep employing him? Unless either you don't care that he was a bad guy or he wasn't a bad guy, or you can make money off of him. So again, the media... This this tactic worked really well about 15 years ago, like it, it really it, it was way more effective these days. It's not as much of a slam dunk. That's unfortunately is the reason why I think that they could go to the criminal side. Now, once you start to say, well, it was just, you know, I thought it was just media, but now there's a criminal investigation. Whoa, hang on a second. Now we have to take this seriously. This is what you might have to do. Not because he's actually guilty of those things, but because the media apparatus isn't as powerful and influential as it used to be, and people are starting to notice these things. So,
0: Hold on a minute, Charlie. Are you calling into question the accuracy of the Times and Channel 4? Aren't the legal departments infallible? Hold on a minute. Rupert Murdoch owns the Times? Uh, didn't these guys tell us that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction? So there's a couple of theories that have circulated as well in the last week one is that the brand news has been timed to distract us from other things more sinister and the other one is that russell brand is controlled opposition and i did interview a guy called jason horsley he talked about that so anyway this ties into the next comment from this viewer and we'll we'll get jay to, to comment on this one russell brand is a word salad with red herring dressing He just reads other people's articles. He's just grifting people. He's not telling you anything we don't already know and following red herrings. What do you think about that, Jay? Well,
1: again, you know, I hear this uh, objection a lot and people say this in regard to uh, Elon Musk as well. And I always say, look, I don't, it's impossible to judge somebody's motives. You know what I mean? From my vantage point, from the other side of of a computer screen. I mean, unless there's some egregious case of, fraud or con, you know, con artistry that comes out in regard to somebody's uh, personal lives something like that. I mean, it's just not really possible to know their motivations. And so I don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about who's a fed, who's a shill, who's a grifter, who's a fake, because it's just, it's hard to, it's, it's something that you can't, you don't have direct access to. So I think that if we just look at the basics of, he didn't have to do this. He was already successful. He could have maintained his, you know, position. And, and if the idea is that he's, you know, some sort of establishment shill, well, I mean, again, he could have he could have avoided all of this. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to go through the the process of being destroyed or attempted to be destroyed in the media. Um, if he's a shill, you know, Elon Musk doesn't have to go through the stuff that he's doing. It doesn't mean, and everybody, every time you say that, somebody thinks that it means you're saying that they're perfect heroes. They don't have to be perfect heroes to run afoul of the establishment. I mean, let's say every—I'm not—I don't think that they're all criminals. We'll say everybody's a criminal in this situation. Let's say Brand, the establishment, and the women. Let's say they're all criminals. They could all be disagreeing, and Russell Brand's arguments in his videos could still be true you see and it's and it's so again whether or not he's saying true things that are damaging the establishment is different from but what are his motivations and is he really a bad person those are two different things and everybody always wants to focus on motivations and whether somebody's a bad person which you can't really know through the internet uh, unless you know the person directly and so i just think that's that's itself a distraction
0: anything to add to that charlie well whether
2: he's regurgitating word salad or not the truth is a lot of a lot of people this is new information to them we know it we know what he's talking about we understand what he's talking about he may have you know maybe he's reading off somebody else's work well, maybe i don't know maybe he came to these these ideas on his own accord because of 20 years in hollywood and seeing a lot of this stuff and and understanding how the media works maybe he maybe he actually knows this because he's lived through it regardless, like you said, take the motivations out of it. Is he saying things that are inconvenient to the establishment? Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're his thoughts, somebody else's thoughts, or he's reading it off of a teleprompter, the things that he is saying is deaf. They're definitely making these people very nervous. So you have to ask, I mean, in the end, if you're waking up a new generation of people with these inconvenient facts That is terrifying to the empire. They cannot have this. This is, this is stuff that they pay good money for people like this that are trusted and have uh, an audience. They would love to have an anchor like Russell brand on CNN. Cause then they could, you know, if they could, if they could just get him to say all these things that they want him to say, he's got a very believable way of conveying messages to his audience. And that's valuable. That's dangerous to them. I mean, we see it as like, it's valuable. They see it as a danger. So I guess it depends on what the message is that he's saying, right? So if he's saying that uh, to, to line up and, 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 you know, and take one in the shoulder for the team, um, then, then he, you know, would be very valuable to the empire when he's saying, don't do that. This is, a, there's a, there's more to this story. There's a gigantic scam. Let's, let's talk about what big pharma is really about. You're, you run the risk of blowing a billion dollars of, of, of a PR campaign. You're going to cost a lot of very important people money, and so there's pressure being exerted from all different industries. I mean, again, they they talk about like what was it that got him on the radar? Hell, it could have been anything. I mean, they 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 point to the Bill Maher interview, and they, he talks about a lot of things. You see Bill trying to like get him off, you know, immediately like no no stop, can't stop him, and he starts to get on this float. Was he getting pressure pressure from Big Pharma, military-industrial complex, media? American government, UK government, all of them. Who, he's he's he is he has rattled enough cages that it could be anybody that wants him to shut up. But the point is that this is also what is known as the Streisand effect, where you wind up drawing more attention to this than if you had just ignored it. When you when you make Russell Brand. A, a, a martyr like this as he is becoming, you get a lot of people going, I was never watching his show. I wonder what he was talking about that has these people so uh, unhinged, right. That, that they're so, they're so concerned. About. Of course you have a, a segment that'll say, Oh, he must be a bad guy. But that, that, I think that a lot of people are not just uh, accepting that that at face value from the media anymore. You know, it used to be like the media would tell you how it is, and you'd go, "Oh, I guess so." And now it's like, "Well, I'm going to need to see your receipts. I'm going to need to see your your work because I don't trust you."
0: Yeah, and you know, people saying he's a grifter. Look at how much more money he could have made if he'd have stayed in Hollywood and not come home and been an activist out of his shed. All right, so next question for Jay, and this is from UN Vlad Sale. Do you remember the Trump admin, Mike Pompeo's CIA planned a possible assassination of Julian Assange? Do you guys remember that? I don't
1: remember that, but I wouldn't be surprised. It doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. I think it was always a a failure on the part of the Trump administration that, you know, Trump clearly benefited from a lot of the information that assange put out uh it helped him in many ways to get elect- elected a lot of the WikiLeaks, leaks you know leaks were tremendously beneficial to trump and then you know i think the expectation I, I don't know that assange was doing that for trump but it ended up doing that and then i think a lot of people expected that trump would help Assange or in some way try to get him clemency or, or you know, reach out and, and that never happened. So Trump, I think, saw him as politically toxic that would have hurt his campaign or his image. And so he failed to really help in any way with Assange. And I think that was a huge failure um, for Trump. But I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't, you know, on the part of people like uh, Mike Pompeo, the possibility of these contingency plans it wouldn't
0: surprise me at all. Was it Hillary, Charlie? Do you remember that was planning to take Assange out?
2: Oh, I, I definitely remember Pompeo mentioning something about it.
0: I don't know how far into the the
2: plans this this really was, but again, with with somebody like that, you have to be very careful. You know, you create a, a Martin Luther King type character. You create somebody that's that the that the general public becomes very sympathetic to. By 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 executing somebody that's telling the truth and you because you, because eventual, you know, future generations will look into something like that and they'll go, oh, that this guy was didn't do anything wrong or this guy was trying to stop the empire and this is what happened. So it sends two messages. It sends there's a very chilling effect about that. It, if you get on the wrong side of 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 this empire, they will murder you right? Danny Castellero, you name it. You know, like there's a lot of guys that re- have written books about this stuff that it end up on, you know, packed in a, in a, in a bathtub somewhere. So this is, it sends that message. But then the flip side of that is you better be very careful with how you handle these activists like Assange or these people, somebody that like Russell Brand that comes up, because if you, if you, if you really destroy them then you look like the bad guy. You, the empire, look like the bad guy. You look like you're—you look like you're validating everything that they were talking about because you're in such a hurry to silence them that it must be true. So they have to be careful with that strategy as well. I mean, they're in a predicament with Russell Brand. Also, let, let's take—let's not forget—he's very likable right you you your default mechanism when you when you hear russell brand is to think he's 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 undeniably charming and that is a powerful tool that not everybody has especially the people in the media and especially the people in government they would love to be charming they're not if they were charming their jobs would it'd be a lot easier for them so they see something in him that they don't have and they wish they could have that they'd love to weaponize that charm and maybe a case could be made that they did for 20 years or so. But whatever has happened, something has changed. He has either broken programming, he has woken up to the lies, he's decided, you know, he's had a family, and that changes your perspective on things. Congratulations, Sean, you know. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, th- this, this sends you into a whole new orbit. You start to see the world a different way. And maybe he's having some revelations of, do I want to be remembered as the party guy that, um, you know, was, was, you know, running around with all these chicks, or do I want to be known for something of a little bit more substance than when, when I leave this world for my, for my kids to, to say, oh, my dad, my dad did something important. Right. And if you have, if you change your, your, your methods and you change where you, your, your strategy and you decide to talk out about this and you've got all that ammunition from 20 years of watching these people and you're charming and you have, you now have a platform that we could never have, you know, we don't have the, that, that, access you're, you become a very, a real danger to them. So on, on some levels, frankly, we shouldn't even be surprised that this is happening. We, we, we should be thinking like, well, what took them so long to get to them?
0: So Alex wants to know whether you guys would think Joe Rogan would have Russell on again, but I'm going to rephrase this question. So Jay, do you think that Joe Rogan would be sympathetic to Russell Brand because he himself, Rogan, went through what could possibly have been a black ops moral outrage campaign?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what would be in Joe Rogan's mind per se. I've never talked to Joe Rogan, but my guess would be that a lot of what would dictate this kind of stuff would be um, maybe, maybe, maybe not at the time of all the heat, maybe when the heat passes uh, he, he would have Russell back on. Um, but yeah, I think that Joe Rogan deep down would be more sympathetic uh, given you know what, what he's experienced. And, seeing how they go after people with you know trying to find anything did he ever say something that could be construed as racist did he ever offend a woman did he ever do this or that they'll they'll literally try to find anything they go through all of your history and that's part of what big tech i think always wanted to do in terms of control social control was to have this kind of record of all of your texts and your interactions and the you know who you tweeted and who you sent pictures to as a form of soft kind of blackmail or just outright blackmail. So, uh, yeah, I think Rogan has experienced this. And so he would probably be somewhat sympathetic if it turns out that Russell brand hasn't engaged in these, uh, in any illegal activities.
0: So we've got a question for Charlie. Then do you think there is plenty of dark secrets, Russell holds whereby he could speak out about the BBC and other powerful people?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is mutually assured destruction (laughs) in some levels, right? This is part of how Hollywood works. I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing. you know, this is not just Hollywood, politics, J. Edgar Hoover showing up uh, in drag to a party being thrown by uh, Roy Cohn. Right. And knowing that he can show up in that party and everybody in that place is going to keep their mouth shut because they've got the dirt on him and he's got the dirt on them. And it's we've all got nukes pointed at each other. And what are you really going to say? Do I think Russell Brandt happens at BBC? A hundred percent. And again, this is this is where where the establishment needs to be careful a little bit, too, because. You know, he currently has credibility. They're trying to destroy that, but he has credibility. If, if the, if he comes out and says, would, you know, I, I, I'd like to tell you a few secrets about the BBC and lays out five things that you've never heard before. Would you be inclined to believe him or do, would you think he was making it up? I would be inclined to believe him that it's, well, now it's time to let's, I, you know, I'd love to have a little proof too, but my default would be set to, oh, I know Who these people are. They protected Jimmy Savile for 40 years. You think they wouldn't be up to no good? I mean, of course they are. We we know that. It's not a matter of whether they would be up to no good. It's just a matter of degree. Yeah, of course. So you want to tell me some secrets? I think he has the goods on them. Yeah, and they better be careful about that because if you're going to back this guy into a corner and start threatening him with prison time and ruining his stuff and he gets to a point where he feels like he's got nothing left to lose and he fires all of his nukes at them it could get really ugly for those people i i i it's it's going to be interesting to watch it play out because um it's it's a battle for it's a battle for it's a battle for our minds, right? And and Russell Brand uh, it comes across as a as a very logical, measured, intelligent, thoughtful person who's been in the machine. Again, I I could talk about the machine from an external point of view, but I could never really know what it's like in Hollywood. And 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 again, he's got. He, he may want to let it slip that, you know, if I go down for some nonsense, boy, I might have to start talking. So it's, it's important for people, you know, of course that could get him killed. Right. So, so there's, you, you run that, you run that risk, but, uh, um, I think that he knows quite a bit about what's going on in the inner workings of these, uh, media establishments.
0: Right, we need to get our crystal balls out because A-Nexus wants us to draw on our futurology skills. So, Jay, considering what is happening now, what do you think the world will look like in five years, providing we survive? I think the what Russell
1: discussed in his uh video from a couple days ago about the uh trusted news initiative is a big part of this it's also i think ties into the online safety act which the british government wants to pass under the auspices of saving the children we know they care so much about children um they've always been and treated children in a very sweet loving way people like jimmy savile right very very concerned for kids so uh, I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that they care about protecting the children. I think that that's an excuse for greater, tighter, total controls on what happens online and what people say online. And so, if this goes in the direction of the establishment, then in five years we could very well see a much tighter controlled internet where you know you have private keys to sign on and you have to you know abide by government strictures about what you can and can't say. Um, approved and non-approved websites. I think a lot of these things like NewsGuard and all the stuff that's rolled out already is the preparatory phase of um, basically a kind of social credit score where controlling what you can and can't say online if the establishment has the, the upper hand here. If not, and uh, we start to see more and, pe- more, and more people uh, seeing through this, then this will fall apart and we'll, we'll be able to at least maintain some freedom online.
0: What do you say Charlie do you think 5 years from now they'll have so much surveillance tech that we won't even be able to be having these conversations
2: Well you know I'm in this this Yuri Bezmenov mode since I've been working on this and there's a there's a four steps to ideological subversion first step takes 20 years the demoralization but then the next process is destabilization that's 2 to 5 years and so, within the next five years, how far can they further destabilize things? Um, you can already feel it. Fight, fight, fight. We all have to fight. Getting everybody, you know, workers against the union or w- workers against the, the the big business fighting. Um, you know, parents are fighting. School districts are fighting. They they're they're turning teachers against students. They're trying to get everybody into this radicalization where they can fight, fight, fight. Because then comes the crisis. It's the problem, reaction, solution. And once the crisis comes in, then they offer this solution. And my fear with regard to the Internet component of this is a an online false flag, an online false flag of some event that happens. And the response is, if only we had known who this person was, we could have stopped it in time. But they were using a VPN and they were using a fake name on Twitter and they said they were going to do all these things. And it was all there in retrospect. But we didn't know who the person was because they were anonymous. So therefore, in order to make sure that this terrible event doesn't happen a second time, we're going to need to go to an internet ID card. We're going to need to know who you are. If you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to worry about, right? As Janet Napolitano, the director of Department of Homeland Security said. So I can envision that where they work backwards. They create a a crisis and, and then use that as the justification to remove more of our our, our anonymity online, our rights online and get us into a place where the internet is a controllable, you're allowed to have discussions within here and there, but anything outside of that, you're not allowed to have, or you can have big fights about these, these okay topics. But as soon as you get out well, why are we really fighting? They cut you off, right? Or they turn you off or they kick you out. So that's unfortunately the direction I feel like we're going. I'd love to be more optimistic and say, I think that we're going to turn it around before we get there. But unfortunately, I think that uh, walking ourselves into a digital gulag is, is, is something that they fantasize about. And, and unfortunately we are easily led as, as a society and we need the internet too. Let's not forget about that. We become very dependent on it. And so when all of a sudden, you know, you can't shut your mouth on Twitter, you better, or else you can't access your bank account and you can't access your email you can't do your job and you can't get on a zoom call with your boss or whatever, you know, so they have ways to make you comply. And in the next five years, it's an interesting point. You know, it's an interesting thought experiment. Where are we going to be in five years? Um, I don't know, but that's, that's as long as they need for the destabilization process.
0: i tell you that. Wow. Great answer. Jay, do you anticipate any black swan events that could reshape society into a digital gulag?
1: Yeah, we know that Klaus, uh, a few years ago, ran the famous uh, drill that would tie into what Charlie's talking about called Cyber Polygon. And in that exercise, they included multinational corporations as well as uh, many large governments. And the idea was what would happen if unknown uh, anonymous persons online basically shut down or attacked major elements of cyberspace like power grids or or the internet itself. And uh, the reactions are fascinating because it actually points out in the cyber polygon exercise that as a result of this digital pandemic uh uh, this digital fake flag event they would then have the ability to target everyone who dissented or gave different narratives as cyber terror Uh, and so you would be picked out you would be pinpointed and this would allow for a complete shutdown as the exercise argues of all speech that is not the narrative of the establishment. So there is actually an exercise for that very thing called cyber polygon.
0: Whew, good grief. All right. So next question, uh, we got pink diamond if uh, Russell brand is famous for sure, but how long can he keep going, uh, with the money? If they keep taking his money, Charlie,
2: well, that's part of the trick, right? They 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 choke you off to your financial resources. I mean, at some point, you you have to make a, a decision. You have to make a business decision. How long can I keep this going, right? So, I my my guess is that if they're if he's this big of a threat, they'll go they'll hit him every way that they can hit him, reputation wise, his his ability to work, his ability to make money is uh you know that we we started off by talking about what they were doing with Rumble we can clearly see they're targeting not just him on Rumble but Rumble itself you know we, you know th- to go after the re- the revenue streams we they've done that to us in the alternative media that was a decision that was made back in 2015 so we saw that the the silencing of you know if you can't shut up the person then make it so difficult for them to live financially that they have to spend half their time getting another job, you know, doing something, anything that you can do to disrupt them, to take away their, 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 their financial capacity that, that plays a role. And you could be Russell Brand and have all the money in the world, but at some point it'll run out. Right. Especially if they drag you through, you know, lawfare and keep you, you know, bleed you to death with lawyers fees and make you defend yourself against all of this and make it go on and on and on and scare away anybody that could that would ever think of putting money in your pocket it's very effective and it's a tactic used by tyrants of course this is not what you do we have we have people that are accused of things much worse than russell brand walking out of prison walking out of jail in processing centers in los angeles new york seattle and elsewhere without doing 15 minutes inside of, you know, to get their mugshot taken, sign a document, and they're out, right? But now all of a sudden, this guy is uh, the next pole pot? Come on. It's it's pretty preposterous.
0: Yeah, and we're feeling it here on a smaller scale, whereby since we've been reporting on Russell Brand, we're getting good views. But every single live stream we've done going over a week now on this – subject has been completely demonetized from the get-go um once the views die down then they turn it back to green lights <laughs> so there's a financial uh, disincentive working here all right so we've got a question from festival all 130 uh, we'll give this to jay are they just throwing these accusations out there hoping to snur someone with a viable case against him seeing if they can strike lucky is that part of the plan yeah, they'll go for anything
1: right and then try to find anything that can stick like i said if, if it's not a i think the spiciest thing is a sex scandal right because people immediately feel morally inclined to feel like they're better than that person right if they've done something horrible or even if it's just an accusation i mean the, the me too movement for example was and i'm not saying there weren't women that were you know that no women were abused in hollywood or something like that but in my view, hashtag me Too was able to shift away from the questions of young people being abused in Hollywood. Then it turned it over into a self-aggrandizing uh, opportunistic system for a lot of women to say, oh, uh, you know, I had my butt grabbed and it traumatized me. So, you know, give me a bunch of media attention, by the way. So I think it was very uh, nefarious in the way that it shifted a- away from real stuff. And so in the same way, uh, the society is very sensitive to these topics and they'll just latch on to the accusations. And then that's been, the, it's been that way for a long time. And so now they're just really running wild with that strategy. So yeah, I think they'll, they'll just go for anything. And if it's not something sexual, they'll, they'll move on to something legal, uh, some some legality where you didn't file pr- uh, perfectly a tax return 10 years ago or something.
0: Thanks to the Super Chat, catcher. Um Because we're running out of time, I'll try and get through as many of the questions as possible. Um, so next one for Charlie then, Jenny, are they really telling you all sides or all options and letting you make up your own mind or telling you the establishment narrative then the controlled opposition narrative to choose from?
2: Yeah, never. you never get all the options on the table. Um, this they, they certainly want you to feel a certain way about that that's why they're framing it this way that's why it was a coordinated attack it was uh, you know it it all happened all at the same time but look we're getting into a world now where you don't even need to be guilty of these things we have deep fake technology you don't think that there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of him of russell brand speaking into a microphone that they can make him say whatever he want they want him to say they can dig up an old voicemail from 20 years ago and have it say, you know, I'm so sorry about what I did to you last night. It was, you know, again, I'm not saying that they're doing that. I'm just saying, if they want to, this is the world we currently live in. Okay. If from this point forward, we have to, you know, it used to be that they needed the the Epstein's of the world to catch you on film doing something nefarious. Now, They can just make it. They can make it up. They can make you look like you're doing something that you're not doing. They can make you sound like you're saying something. They can make it sound like you're giving a a heartfelt apology for the, the terrible thing that you did last night. Is it real? Maybe, maybe not. We won't know. That's the problem is that we're in this, we're in this world where it's hard to tell what's even true anymore with the technology that exists. And, and, um, and, and that, uh, I think, should
0: be something for people to consider moving forward. I'll give Jay the next one. It's from Lorna. Is Russell, is Russell the Pied Piper the trickster? Your thoughts?
1: My opinion, my analysis, a lot of the stories that come out when they try to defame people are people really trying to take somebody down. And so I think there's a tendency, and it's not without reason that we're suspicious of people because there have been People that are in media that are liars and frauds and all that for sure. But not everybody's a liar. Not everybody's a fraud. Not everything is 66D chess where the establishment is giving you a grifter to focus you on some other shill grifter. I mean, a lot of times it really is just what I mean, what's happening is what you see happening, right? A person has deviated, the establishment's going after them because of that deviation and they want to get him back in line. And I think that in in this situation, that's my, my guess. I don't think that he's some secret shill. I mean, again, people are also, you know, people have a progression to more and more truth. If they're seeking the truth, if they want to go in the right direction, I don't think we should immediately assume people have bad nefarious motives, right? They might genuinely be gradually coming to the truth, so we should be receptive to those people not just automatically assuming oh i'm black pill it's another grifter it's another shill it's another it's just it's just not like that like there are
0: there are people that are
1: sincere and they are really attacked by the system
0: so charlie would you have russell brand on your show and why so or why not
2: yes yes 100 percent.
0: yeah tell your story (laughs) i
2: mean i I, I see what's going on. I have zero respect for the media. I don't... My default mechanism is set set to, I think they are lying to me about everything. They yeah. have to prove to me that they're telling me the truth. I don't trust them when they tell me what the weather is tomorrow. I'm that blackpilled with regard to the media. I don't believe them. So when I see a core... And, and by the way, aren't the media... Aren't these independent media establishment, all these different groups supposed to all be digging in and and find, you know, coming out a story from different angles. Isn't it a little bit suspicious that they've all got the same story at the same day, at the same time, with the same narrative? Like, to me, I would expect, if this were an authentic thing, I would expect different flavors of it, depending on who's researching it. I would expect different things. I see nothing but homogenization of the message. He's bad. He needs to be taken off. If you listen to him, you're bad by default. If you yep. advertise on something that he's, then then your your brand is stained with him. Really? This did it, it, it. I would have him on my show in five seconds, of course.
0: Asher said we could have some overtime to keep with the questions going. Do either of you guys have to go right now, or can you keep going for a bit? No, I can stay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So Catcher wants to know if you've got any more details about the online safety bill or the TNI. Any more depth to those? Or so I'll, I'll give it to Charlie first.
2: Uh no, not not that I could speak about in a in a rational manner. I I just I know that they're again it, it, whatever the name of it is, invert it because that so if it if it says you know it's the mm-hmm. National Making Sure Kids Are Safe Online Act, then what you know is it'll be run by like jimmy savile's friend or something you know what i mean so so again whatever they name it you know the patriot act (laughs) you know like all these things you go oh is this a patriotic piece of legislation no it's the least patriotic thing in the world perfect so so whatever they name it then just flip it and you'll be on you'll at least be headed down the right track i don't know the ins and outs of it right now
0: okay viewers ash just give us some overtime for questions so put them in the chat if you want to get them in there before these guys have got to go um karen j wants to know are we in orwellian times absolutely
1: um you know i recently did uh, a breakdown of a chapter one of the most important chapters in all literature which was the section in 1984 where there's this philosophical debate between o'brien and winston and o'brien really hammers into winston's head that we don't just want you to say what we want to hear. We actually want you to be convinced that whatever the establishment, the party says is actually the truth. And so if we say two plus two is five, we want you to actually believe that and affirm that from your heart. (laughs) That's the point of all the torture and the gaslighting and all that, that they they engage in with Winston. And I think that's a perfect analogy to where we are because um, if you read, the Ratu book that I've been lecturing through about the Milner-Fabian history, that Royal Society clique is really behind the push for this insane level of, of gaslighting and getting everybody to believe what is even contrary to their five cents data. So what, ni- what what Orwell's writing about in 1984 is the Fabian socials, Ingsoc, English socialism, is that Milner-Royal Society Fabian socialism that they wanna push throughout the whole world, which is that technocracy.
0: So, Charlie, are we in 1984 already? It's a, little,
2: it, it's a little Orwell, it's a little Huxley, right? <laughs> you know, a little of, little of both, right? You'll come to love your servitude chemically, right? So you've got the Huxley side of it. And then in Orwell, you've got the, the only language that's shrinking and not growing, right? So you've got the, the, the reduction. We've, we've, we've lived through that over the last three years as we've watched the definition of words change. We've watched words, you know, b- that used to mean one thing. We've watched them be changed in real time on o- online and Webster's dictionary that, that, you know, terms that we can't get into here on YouTube about medical procedures and things like that. So we're not just it's not theoretical that we're in Orwellian times. It's a measurable observation. You can just go back and look through it. The last I mean, Orwell wept. Right, If you saw this, if you, my dream has come true. And, and again, by the way, these people, Orwell, the Huxleys, these people that are writing these futuristic scientific, these aren't just some guys that fell off a turnip truck somewhere. These are members of the committee of 300. These are people that come out of that round table. These are people that come out of this agenda. It's not, it's not that we're writing some futuristic scientific book and wouldn't it be cool if... This is a blueprint for enslavement that has been written about years in advance, and we're just finally getting to the last chapter of it.
0: Thanks for the super chat, Deanna. We'll get to your question shortly, but the next one is for Jay from Anexus. Can we already be tracked if we dissent against the elite narrative? And was Promis Software set up for this? It seems
1: like it. I mean, that was a 90s technology that had to do with backdoor uh, that was placed into a lot of the tech at that time. And that there's a long, wild history to that PROMIS stuff. And t- it actually ties into the big nine event. Um, it was reported on in Wired magazine even. So we know it's a real thing uh, as to how advanced that tracking is. I would imagine it's in super inv- advanced and that, yeah, they have files on every single person in the human in the human race at this point probably um so yeah i think they they keep up with i mean we already know they can do this like with social credit in china so i would imagine that what they eventually want to put in place in the u.s is exactly the same and yeah they absolutely already know all of the people's well even a few years ago i remember remember when uh, they they put out that node a map network of all of the people in the dissident right and the alt light and they already had a giant like node connector of as to who was connected to who and what philosophy or youtube videos would lead somebody to the next level uh and so that was a big thing that the academics were pushing to try to shut down all the speech in like 2016 online uh so i would imagine it's even more advanced than that i mean if that's what universities have access to i'm sure it's more advanced than that at darpa or the navy
0: so charlie obviously they're listening to everything we're saying presently you know there's a transcript next to every youtube video ai is watching it all what about phone calls what about conversations in your living room is your smart tv beaming that data up yeah
2: yeah, but and, and all of this is scary and all of this should give you the creeps, but there's one component to this that's probably more devious than them all. It's not the overt censorship from big tech, which you would expect, and it's it's horrible, don't get me wrong, but how do you quantify self-censorship? How do you measure what you didn't say, what you wanted to say but didn't say, and how do you put a price on that And if they can get you to question or second guess yourself before you open your mouth, before you, you, you look into the camera and talk on the microphone and you know, if I go there, it's going to, you know, they're, they're going to, for sure, they're going to come get me. They're going to, they're going to put, I'm going to be on the list in a big, I'm already on the list, but you know, I'll be more, so what you, what you don't talk about that you want to talk about. I feel like that on some levels eats away at you and and, and that can be the the most uh, wh- horrific component of this is that they get you to just
0: stop talking in general. But couldn't they get around that, Charlie, if they could read your mind? Don't get me started on that. <laughs>
2: listen, listen they, they, they are already working. They have been working on that for a long, long time. I mean, it, the thought crimes, minority report, Philip K. Dick writing about this stuff 60 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. I mean, this is the fantasy of these technocrats the only question is where are they on the on the on the scale of 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 getting this completed We know they want to do it we know that the technology will blow your mind maybe even read your mind and the question is who's got it and how are they using it but that yeah that's that's something that will be coming at some point right you 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 might really have to put on a tinfoil hat
0: to get away from this (laughs) Jay do you believe we went to the moon
1: I don't know the actual technology that NASA possesses, but I think that there's a lot of history uh, that's questionable uh, when it comes to NASA. I think a lot of the claims that NASA has made publicly contradict. So that, to me, justifies skepticism for what's presented to me as proof and evidence that we we went to the moon. So, I mean, I believe that satellites are real. I don't think they're fake. But as to whether or not the, you know, Astronauts are playing golf on the moon. To me, that seems like an obvious element of propaganda. I think I don't think in that situation, with everybody's lives hanging in the balance with the smallest uh, error, you're going to be clowning off and you know playing golf on the moon. I think that's obvious propaganda. And Dave McGowan has a good book on this that questions the what we were presented with and the, and the claims of NASA. So I think there's enough evidence to be skeptical, but that doesn't make me a believer in FLAT Earth. Uh, just because I'm a skeptic of NASA.
0: What do you think, Charlie?
2: Oh, I don't know. The institution that was started by a Nazi and a bunch of uh, lunatics uh, from JPL that were blown. I mean, the whole... I don't believe that we went to the moon in the 60s, and early 70s. No, don't. Because, again, th- just hang, hang you can hang them with their own words. You've got... Uh, Don Pettit, or there at the at the at NASA, saying we'd love to go. I'd go back to the moon in a nanosecond, but I can't. The technology doesn't exist. We used to have it, but we destroyed it. Why'd you destroy it? Why'd you record over the telemetry data? They said that their their excuse for that was that they needed to reuse uh, VHS tape, uh, reuse these magnetic tapes that they had that, that 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 they recorded. You so you recorded over the most important event in the history of humanity, because you needed to, to reuse the tapes. And that's the answer. That's the answer they gave us. Okay. So again, it's like, I don't know what technology they have. I just know that if I had these guys on the witness stand and I was able to cross-examine them, the story would fall apart pretty easily because um, again, they're, they're asking you to believe absurdities like golfing on the moon, (laughs) golfing on the moon feels like, a guy, a bunch of guys in a boardroom, going, and then we could have them golf on the moon. Shut up, Steve. They'll never believe that. Like, well, what? What? We could try it, right? They're like, oh, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see if they believe golf on the moon. Frankly, they'll probably believe just about anything. Let's try golf on the moon. We'll get a buggy. I'm we'll drive around in this buggy. How'd you get it there? What'd you do? Who filmed the thing taking off? Uh, it was a time frame. I mean, uh, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. But as Americans we're supposed to be like that's america man we got to the moon first you know and so again if you start to deny that you start on for some people you start to you start to tear away at what it means to be an american it's like how dare you question us
1: we didn't just get there we go up there and we play sports that's
0: we, how we we'll play it. golf man i shot a
2: 72 <laughs> on the moon i'm
0: the <laughs> course Texas champion Chief thanks for the super chats, Robert and, and music uh, next question for Jay did the CIA start or found a channel in the US during the JFK years a TV channel like a tv what, must be network? TV, must be must be TV channel yeah the, the infiltration the infiltration of the CIA into the TV channels uh, yeah I, I mean all actually all,
1: all of the major networks Oh, uh were started by members of british intelligence and the oss so paley sarnoff uh, all those all those characters who immediately went into nbc cbs abc they were all uh, from wartime intelligence absolutely and then rfk uh, or, uh, uh uh rko broadcasting pictures that was all rockefeller
0: funded and founded so yes absolutely charlie is elon a good or bad guy which side is he really on
2: Well, I mean, there's, I I don't love brain chips and I don't love the defense department contracts that he's got. He's intertwined with the government in a way that makes me feel very uncomfortable. There can be some components of him that I like and some components of him that I don't like. I don't have to be all or nothing. I certainly don't trust him. I I just don't. I don't trust these people. I've got uh, an episode that just went out this morning on macroaggressions called the PayPal Mafia you can listen to that and find out where he comes out of with Peter Thiel and these guys and these guys are deep government connections they're all world economic forum young global leaders i mean do i trust anybody with these you know you've got a lot of um, you know your resume has a lot of things that make me question it your 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 background your your upbringing and things like that it feels a bit controlled i certainly do like from time to time when he gets in it and starts, uh, you know, sort of pointing out some of the, uh, discrepancies in the media narratives and things like that on Twitter. I, I, I like that he's, he's gone after that, but, but then again, you know, it's like, we're going to, I'm going to stand up to the ADL while simultaneously my CEO is having a meeting with the ADL. And then we're going to release those things on the same day. So it's like, Am I supposed to, am I supposed to think you're fighting the good fight? But if you are, why did you bring in a CEO that is buddy, buddy with these people that you're supposed to be fighting against? So a lot of it feels like theater to me and that Elon is playing some sort of role in this whole thing. And, um, you know, so I, I, I don't, I, I don't trust any of these people just that that's my default. And, and, but I can, but I can still find little glimmers here and there and go, well, that, that, that was okay. That, that was less bad right i like uh i like the idea of some of 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 the things that he's working on and i don't like the idea of brain chips so uh, brain chips is an automatic disqualification for me i'm sorry if you if you're if you're doing that if you're saying we have to fight bad ai with good transhumanism you've lost me because i know what transhumanism is and 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 that'll never work for me so
0: jay is it possible that elon could have been submerged in that wef world but splintered from the dark side
1: I think he definitely has a deep state family pedigree going back to, uh, you know, I think his his granddad or, or somebody was like a really formative technocrat in in the history of the actual philosophy known as technocracy. So that's his, his background and his pedigree. Uh, so he definitely knows that world from the inside. Um, I think it would be naive to think that there's not, you know, some level of, uh, You know intelligence spook connection to the world of of elon but also you know plenty of people from that world do genuinely begin to deviate and when we see entities like you know the power structure adl this kind of stuff when they come out uh, after somebody like elon i think they really are coming after them i don't think it's all staged managed and all fake again that but you know that doesn't mean that i know or I, I think necessarily that all of elon's motives are good maybe he's on a continuum uh, of waking up and he hasn't fully gotten to the point of saying hey maybe all this you know tech uh, is bad you know maybe he thinks that there's elements of the power structure that are bad that he can fight against it and that he can co opt the new world order and, and maybe or maybe maybe we can have good transhumanism right i mean he might be thinking these different possibilities as he begins to get more and more red billed
0: All right, so thanks for having Jay on. Did any of you three watch Russell Brand and did you like his show? Did you respect him what is your gut instinct over to Charlie?
2: I watched clips from it from time to time. I don't think I ever sat down and watched an entire show from start to finish, but that's not a, an indictment on Russell Brand. I I I just don't have a ton of time. Sometimes I'll watch clips uh my my gut instinct on him my gut instinct with him is that he is telling the truth to the extent that he knows it right but we're always learning more and more i think that i think that he is having a genuine awakening to what's happening now again if you if you don't talk about every last single component of the deep state there are people that will say well see he's not talking about that he's a shill he's not talking about this it's a shill maybe, but maybe not. Maybe he is just, as Jay said, with regard to Elon Musk, we're all in some form of awakening. We're all in some, we're on that path. Some people are further ahead than others. Some people are slower. Some people just woke up, but they're enthusiastic about it. I think that he he strikes me as a type of guy that, you know, if his, if his origin story is true, and let's just say that it is where he was a drug addict, a young drug addict that wound up cleaning his life up, getting into comedy, getting into acting and turning into this big star. And the Hollywood machine picks you, right? So he probably saw some things that he didn't love. And then as you get older, as your life changes, as your priorities shift, you start to say, well, that's less important to me now than these other things. It happened to me. I was working in, in real estate and that was my life, right? this became more important to me. Does it, does it mean that I'm a shill because I wasn't doing this my entire life? No, I just didn't. I didn't have the information. You come to the information when you come to it. And I think that Russell brand came to the information maybe later than some people would like, but he's got a huge platform and that allows him to accelerate that and talk about some things. Um, now, and maybe he's talking about things early on, that if he knew a little bit more, he would he would say, Oh, probably I would say that different this time around. So I know everybody wants to kind of say he's controlled opposition. Well, if he's such controlled opposition, they're certainly having a hard time controlling him. Cause he's really starting to say the things that they don't want him to say. So I don't know. Maybe he was controlled in some level, or maybe, maybe he won't get into, you know, some components of this that you'd like him to, but I, I don't know that he's um uh, I, I i my gut instinct is that he's he's having a genuine awakening to this and it's frustrating him the way it's frustrated us the only difference is that his megaphone is is a whole lot bigger well not the only difference but a difference is that his megaphone is a whole lot bigger and he was in it so he probably would have more direct personal experiences of things that he saw along the way that that the three of us could never really
1: have
0: what do you think jay Another thing that
1: seems to change people is when they have kids. And I think now that Russell Brand has a legacy and he, he wants, you know, his children to, to live in a world that's not totally 1984 mixed with Brave New World, right? I mean, he probably really understands that this is no longer, it's not just media anymore. There's, there's, you know, people, when they have kids, they realize there actually is something else. I can't just care about me. I also have to care about these other people. So I would say that's another indicator that he probably has a, uh, some some sincerity there in in that situation i would say in the case of elon as well you know he's got kids too i think there's you know stories about the attempt to come after one of the the kids that elon has about gender issues so i think those things can really motivate people to begin to take more of a side uh so I, i agree with charlie there
0: charlie are you in the firing line because of what you're saying
2: Yeah, but I'm such a small fish that who cares, right? You know, I'm just some guy that's talking about this stuff with a podcast and writes books, but, but, but I'm not, I'm in the firing line. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to talk about anything else other than this, this, because I have a kid as well. And that changed, that spun me off differently. It reset the clock for me as opposed to like, well, you know, if it was just my life (laughs) Well, I've only got to worry about it for the next, I don't know, hopefully 30 to 50 years, right? <laughs> but when you have a kid, then it resets it. Now, it's not just my life. Now, it's their life, too. Like, now I have to take a much longer view at this. And where, where do I see things going? It changes your priorities. So, I'm in the firing line, but I'm not, I'm not um, they haven't gotten to me yet.
0: <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> earlier on, you said, you talked about people who, they first wake up and they're enthusiastic, Do you remember when that was you and what's happened since then?
2: Yes, I do. I brought up 9-11 at Thanksgiving and thought that was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with my in-laws. Don't do that. Sometimes... I'll tell you <laughs> what I, I understand now that you know the people that, that that come to a religion and they get very into it and then they want to go spread the word. I understand that now. I always did. I never understood that until well, I've come to this information. You feel like it's so important. You want to go out and talk about it, and that's great, and you should. But what I've learned the hard way is that. <laughs> there's there's a time and a place and an audience and a way of doing it and on top of that you know listen i did not have my argument straight i was not so so you 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 need to know it a little bit better but yeah i definitely know about coming to that information and you just start thinking if this is out here what else is out here and it and it and it can change you it can it can it can it can mess you up too it can really <laughs> mess you up if you allow it to but but i i took it as a sign that I just needed to channel my enthusiasm
0: a little bit more (laughs) did you have any such awkward moments jay oh
1: yeah yeah i mean i got into questioning the big nine event right after it happened and i did exactly what charlie's saying i waited until christmas and thanksgiving and i would argue (laughs) with my family for hours and basically ruined a few holidays for the whole family and then uh you know as i got out of my 20s i realized that maybe arguing with my parents i mean they changed my diapers i'm probably not going to convince them with logical argumentation and news articles (laughs) right that
0: that all of their political life was a lie (laughs) on christmas (laughs) challenging their very identity charlie It's, it's a
2: it's a lot to ask people to unpack and a lot of people their sanity depends on them not knowing this stuff that that, that it's like, what am I going to do, man? What do you want me to know? You want me to know about this? Am I going to, what am I going to change it? I have to go to work tomorrow. I have to pick my kids. So there's lots of reasons why you wouldn't embrace the information, even if it's presented in a logical, reasonable, accurate manner. Sometimes it's just like, I can't handle this
0: right now. And I get that. Viewers, thanks for your questions. We've got 10 minutes left before the next guest. Please put your questions in now. We'll see what we can do. And the next question A judge has just ordered Trump to dissolve his companies. Will he comply or will it escalate to scorched earth? Charlie? Oh, boy. Um,
2: Since it's Trump, it's probably scorched earth. You know, this is crazy. I I need to know more about this. I just am hearing about it this morning, but the idea that you're going to go in and dissolve somebody's corporations. I mean, we are getting into uh, a real banana Republic here because it, it, you know, I know that there's uh, two sets of laws or whatever, but, but even here, this is, this is a crazy precedent to set. I'm not skilled enough in the legalities of everything. I'm not a, a, corporate structure attorney or anything like that. I'm not really sure what they can legally do, but it's become quite obvious that it doesn't even really matter what they can do legally. They're going to do it first and and then either ask for permission or beg for forgiveness, forgiveness after the fact. So with regard to Trump, again, I'm no, I'm no Trump fan. I'm no, I'm, you know, I've, I've got my problems with him too, but I, I, I'm noticing the enemies that he has. He's got the correct enemies. You know, he's he's definitely stirred up a, a bunch of people that view him as the end of the world coming back. So I'm interested to see where this thing goes with regards to his corporations, but it, it it it's undeniable. It's a it's a coordinated attack against him. They view him as um as, as somebody that if he gets into this race in a real way is going to put a lot of them in prison, this, the, they feel they are acting as if they are animals backed into a corner, trying anything, because I think they understand what happens if he becomes the president again. And, um, or at least they perceive that there will be retaliation. We'll see what, what actually winds up happening. It's going to be a fascinating story, but Trump, if it, since it's Trump, it's probably scorched earth. That's my guess.
0: How do you think it will play out with Trump, Jay? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with
1: again with Charlie there because, you know, he mentioned earlier the great Committee of 300 book, which I've been lecturing through, which is former British intelligence operative Dr. John Coleman. When he wrote this book back in 1992, he was looking back to the Reagan presidency and Pointing out, I mean, what I see with Reagan is like perfect parallels to to what happened with Trump. And Trump was actually kind of positioning himself when he was running the first time as a kind of a new Ronald Reagan. And when Reagan was running, kind of like Barry Goldwater, he was talking about the CFR, the Trilateral Commission, uh, uh, calling out all the real players. And, and then when he got in, as Coleman points out, they basically told him, you're going to fill your cabinet with all of these deep state uh, swamp creatures. And that's what he did and that pretty much squashed Reagan actually doing anything. And of course, we know there was also a a failed assassination attempt on Reagan that also probably played into getting him to shut up too. (laughs) I see the exact same pattern with the Trump situation where he'll say all this stuff, then he'll put a bunch of creatures and goblins in as as, as the administration players. And then he wonders why there's all this, you know, mess, and then he ke- he'll he just, uh, uh, he'll upscale, uh, he'll escalate it and, and go scorched earth. Um, so I, Trump's just a real mystery to me. I can't figure out exactly the, the logic behind all of this.
0: Electrostatic bliss. If you want to look at Orwellian dystopia, look at China, 75 billion cameras pointed at every individual there at yeah, all time exactly. and social point system. Anything to add to that, Charlie?
2: Well, it's not limited to China. <laughs> it's coming they're exporting that this is part of some of the deals that they have with belt and road initiative they've already talked about this with ecuador and put it in in some places this is a dystopian hellscape future that they would like to um send to us yeah the the, the social credit system is up it's not futuristic it's not something in the in, in our in our distant future in shenzhen china it is active right now you will get caught you are smoking a cigarette you get on a bus smoking a cigarette and the camera matches your face to who you are by the time you get off that bus and around the corner your cell phone dings telling you that you were found to be guilty of smoking a cigarette you've been fined it's been deducted out of your webo account and you are that that's 15 minutes right that's happening now so that's what they fantasize about exporting to the rest of the world i don't know that that will necessarily work but if you know that it is out there in some form or fashion that's reasonable to think that it will um extend beyond china's walls
0: anything out on china jay
1: yeah if anybody doubts that that exact same system is planned for here i mean it was big our big tech that helped them build that by the way and nope you need to go no further than brzezinski's uh, book between two ages which was written in 1970 where brzezinski our national security advisor under carter and obama uh kissinger level deep state player basically said in that 1970 book this is coming to the whole world that same surveillance control system
0: charlie scarlett wants to know how can we believe any news now
2: you don't i mean if it's mainstream news i don't believe it I, i i have to put some sort of asterisk next to it because i cannot trust i cannot take it the source is poisoned the mainstream media is poisoned anything that they talk about is you know you just have to add this disclaimer to it you know may you know terms and conditions may apply including smith mont modernization act of 2012 in america which legalized propaganda to be used inside america on americans i mean it's not if i go out and say that the media is lying to you that that may very well be my opinion but it is also backed up by fact they there's there's a proven track record of it they've legalized lying in inside america and i would suggest that they didn't legalize propaganda to just sit on it they legalized it cuz they're going to use it and they have been using it so yeah the media can't be trusted for anything you 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 have to do your own research it's very difficult it it requires time and and effort but it's worth it if you want to know what's really going on you're going to have to dig around for it if you want the the junk food version of information quick and fast and easily accessible turn on your nightly news that's what you'll get but you're going to get empty calories it's not going to be great so
0: yeah when i go to my parents house and see them watching the bbc and i look at the bbc and i'm, I'm just you can see right through it when you've not watched it for a while <laughs> jay can we trust any news
1: not not any mainstream news i mean it's not so much that entire stories are going to be completely fake although that does at times happen um think about the bbc for example and the 2018 assad chemical weapons attack story that was actually completely wholesale made up to go after and try to foment uh, a, a war against assad and then that all came out as completely manufactured. But in most cases, what they'll do is they just try to they have an event that really happened or a narrative they want to steer that narrative. So they just want you to not think that completely made up events happened. but the event happened. But here's how to interpret it. So they want to give you that false interpretation.
0: All right, so we're getting near the end of your overtime. Huge thank you guys for staying with us for so long and answering every single viewer question. We've completely caught up. Can you tell the viewers where they can find you and support you? I'll start with Charlie.
2: Macroaggressions, audio podcast, wherever podcasts are served now in video format over on Rumble. Please uh, subscribe there. You can follow me on Twitter at Macroaggressions, the website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com, where you can find information about my books and i'll see i'll see you guys next time
1: cheers and jay you can find me over at jaysanalysis.com that's my website you can find me also on uh, rockfin.com which is a free speech based platform you find me on twitter and everywhere else under my name and uh, every friday the alex jones so the fourth hour
0: so please support our guest links they're in the description box below this check what they're doing out and hopefully we can get them back and this has been absolutely fascinating really appreciate you spending all this time with us guys and all the best with what you're doing take care cheers thank you guys have a good one